Hello and welcome to the latest from Hearts Standard. My name is Joel Skate and I'm joined by my colleague James. How's it going, James? Yeah, not bad, not bad. B- b- busy morning uh, yes. over at the Hearts Standard Towers, but we're getting there. Yeah, uh, it's uh, we, we were ready to do this earlier on, but uh, James had a unexpected and unwelcome visitor. Uh, we'll just we'll just leave, we'll leave it at that as in a is, is, is an electrical problem. Yeah, it was very exciting. Yeah, I was getting a fuse box replaced, but yeah, basically had was stuck in the kind of stone ages for a couple of hours this morning, which wasn't ideal. But yes, we power through, and before we get on to talking about the Kilmarnock game coming up tomorrow, Hart and Midlothian go to Rugby Park in search of their fourth successive league win, a uh, victory that if, if, if they were to emerge victorious, it would lift mm-hmm. them into third place for the short time, uh, for at least 24 hours anyway, because St Mirren go to Ibrox on Sunday. But before we do that, we'll just quickly talk about the subscription offer we have on at the moment i'm sure if you follow us on uh, on socials you have probably seen it because uh we've uh, we've tweeted about it a lot uh, apologies for that but um there's nothing we can do about that side of things but the um in, in terms of the offer james it is uh 10 um it is a annual pass for 10 pounds and it runs out at midnight tonight when it then reverts back to the normal price of 34.99 tell the listeners uh, or viewers because we're on uh, we're on youtube and facebook what they can get for their 10 pound annual pass see so well we, we are biased we should put that yeah. in front. We, but you know but you know i think we're allowed to be biased that's fine you know we're, but i think we're we're making some really good stuff i think we've done that over the last couple of months ever since we launched what, nine, September, nine mid, ago, yeah mid-september like um, you know, I think we've done a lot of great. I think there's been a lot of great stuff that's gone up on the site. You know, there's a really good variety of things as well. There's some a wee bit for everything. There's uh, something mm-hmm. for everyone, I think. You know, there's um, some. We've got some nice long form interviews with guys like, uh, you know, Costa Dinov is one of the ones you've done, or we've got one just even today from Clever de Camona again. Just you know, kind of ex players who have got the association of the club. We've got. Interviews with the likes of you know Lewis Nielsen, who was way on loan at Partick Thistle, uh, a couple of the um, couple of older players as well, guys like Ian Ferguson, um, Alex McDonald uh, as well. You sat you McDonald, of course. There's another one yeah. as well. So again, you know, we've got quite a varied um, kind of wee back catalogue going already. I would say of different kind of interviews that we've already done. Uh, there's also um, a whole bunch of analysis pieces as well, mm-hmm. like tactics, like stats, that kind of thing. Again. Uh, we're, we're using stats bomb it's an industry leading data provider loads of professional football clubs use it it's an excellent service and we're trying to really dig deep into detail after every match and figuring out where it was won where it was lost what why it unfolded the way it did and i think that's something that we're doing i don't know if you can really get that elsewhere mm-hmm. um, on top of that obviously we've got these uh, podcasts slash video briefings We've got in-depth features as well, looking at things like uh, Ricardo Fuller's time at, um, at Hearts or looking back at the 22-game unbeaten uh, run in the Derby. There's um, a look at Edward Malafeev's infamous interim spell. Yep. So, yeah, there's there's just been loads. And then that's, yeah, before, that's before we even get into all their usual stuff around matches, which is, you know, our predicted lineups, instant analysis, our pre- and post-match videos. Um, or we normally have an opinion piece that goes out the following morning after a game. So there has been, we've, I feel like in, in quite a short space of time, we've produced quite a lot of work. And I think that, you know, 
that should be, give fans a good indication of what's to come because that's the idea is that there's still so much more to come as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like we said in one of our tweets, we're we're only just getting started. You know, we've got we've got there's a long time to go and a year's a lot of content. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be the end of my sales push. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad, I'm glad I pushed it on to you because shouting, uh, shouting about stuff and um, backslapping is, is is not my thing. I'm not a big yeah. fan of it. I just like let 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 our work do the talking. If people like it, then uh, then that's fine. If they don't, then that that's also thing. People are allowed to dislike things, but yeah, yeah um, like I said, we we just want to provide the best Hearts coverage as possible. We want to treat um, we we'll treat Hearts the same way that you kind of old firm get treated because it is uh, if you look around the, the industry in general. Uh, around um, Scottish football, it's Celtic and Rangers get a lot of the a lot of the focus. You understand we so they've got two massive fan bases, but you do feel like Hearts, especially, probably don't get as much as they should. Uh, so we just want to kind of add to what's already out there for for mm-hmm. Hearts fans. And like you said, we just we've got so much more um, more planned. For example, I am still. Uh, agonisingly trying to track down and get um, Mauricio Pena to talk to uh, talk to us about his time at Hearts, but that's, you keep uh, teasing us with this <laughs> interview. I don't think it's ever coming. This is shameful it's, stuff. It's going to be one of those where if it, if if I finally get him, then that's me um, done, finished, moving on to a different career. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's 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 a long term aim. But stuff like. We already started speaking to people about the back-to-back third-place finishes in the early 2000s. Uh, there's loads. Of, we've got a long list of people we want to talk to, features we want to do. So hopefully we've, we'll get there. And with the, it's a big thing with the support and the subscription and uh, the model what they're running is that it gives us the way we do it. We, we're not here to get clicks. We mm. um, obviously important to us, but that's that's not what drives us. Drives us uh, subscriptions drive us, and then that allows us to spend more time on PCs and features and uh, kind of dig deep and scratch below the surface. So yeah, I think we've done. I think we've done pretty well so far, and uh, hopefully a lot of people like the content, and hopefully, hopefully more to come. So um, so so putting that to one side, we will focus on Kilmarnock and the big match at Rugby Park tomorrow. Hearts go into it, having won the last three games. James, how are you feeling going into this match tomorrow? Uh, I mean, Trepidatious? Tempting tem- tem- <laughs> fate here, but kind of a bit, co- uh, a bit cautiously optimistic, I suppose. Mm. Um, and I, I think um, Hearts come into this in good form, I think. Um Certainly, since the change to the back threes happened, at least in league, or at least against, at least in games that aren't against Rangers, it's worked. You know, which isn't bad so far. So I think that, yeah, this I, I think that that gives um, a kind of new layer of protection. The the one concern, obviously, I think going away to Kelly is, of course, the uh, their threat at set pieces. They're very, very, very good at them. Now I know you had a you had a piece on the site. Was it last yesterday, the day before? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm coming around to this. So this mm. this is why I'm so trepidatious because the amount of people that replied uh, on social media goes, "Well done." It's going to be one nil Kamarik from a set piece, and now I'm really scared that it's going to be one nil Kamarik from a set piece. Yeah, but no, I, I think I, I think you know, yeah, Kamarik are very good at set pieces. They're dangerous. They've got there. big guys. And, and and now judging by your article, which was just pointing out that. Um, that Hearts are the only team in the league not to have conceded a set piece so far this season. A goal from a set piece. A goal from a set piece. Sorry, yeah, of course. Um, so, I mean, is it overdue? <laughs> if it is overdue, <laughs> is there any better place for it to come? Is there any more likely place for it to come? So I guess yeah, look we'll at- see, but I, you know, aside from that, though, I think that just the way the team have been playing recently, um, 
with yeah, particularly the back three with Bellingham sitting as that six in front of the defence, shielding it, really helping control the game. I think that'll really help. The one thing I'd maybe be a bit concerned about um would be there's probably yeah, like we've talked touched about uh, t- touched on before, it's probably not enough pace in the team, and I think that's something you probably do need when you're playing Kilmarnock in in particular. Um, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about um, maybe predicted lineups or something like that in a wee bit, but I, I'm not convinced that um, Liam Boyce and Lawrence Shankland, as well as I think they've worked as a partnership the last couple of games, I think in both games they've been very good, both of them. But I don't know if it's, I don't know if they're best suited for this one. Yeah, so we may as well get on to uh, talking about our, our certain, uh, certain lineups because we both put. Uh, we've both suggested and we both predicted that Vargas we brought into the team. You mm. have uh, you you've dropped uh, you dropped uh, Lowry while I've predicted that Lowry. Um, sorry, I predicted that Lowry we dropped and Boyce mm. will move deeper with Vargas and uh, supporting Shankland or Shankland supporting Vargas. You've gone for Lowry to maintain his place and Vargas to come in for and uh, for Boyce. So I think we're both off the agreement that, especially after that St Johnson game where. They had the back three that don't like players running behind them. I think Kamarnik would probably be the same. We'll get on to talking about Kamarnik in more detail later on, but I definitely think, especially away from home, you need someone that's got legs to stretch a game and mm. to be a bit more of a threat on on the counter attack. Yeah, I mean that that was my thinking too, to be honest. And I think that when you look around the squad at the moment, Tagawa is probably the most likely not Tagawa, sorry, um, Vargas is probably the most likely candidate to fill, fill that role. Mm-hmm. Tagawa is another one who again we've. We've been told that he um, he can play in that position. He can get in behind as a striker, and you know, with Shankland perhaps playing a wee bit deeper and making those runs in behind. Um, fact of the matter is, we don't really know. We've not seen enough of him at this stage. Um, we know he's back to fitness. We know he's probably you know will be in the squad most likely. You'd imagine at some point over this run of games he'll be get given a go at some point. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he came on at some point, I don't think, but I don't think you do need somebody like Vargas to kind of stretch the play, and obviously Vargas has not really been in the start of 11 the last couple of games either, he probably deserves an, another chance, I think, again, I feel a bit bad for dropping Boyce in my team, just because I thought that I thought that he's been very good recently. Oh, so why why, why, why have you chosen to uh, to go with Lowry instead of Boyce? Um... It's probably not the most scientific of methods, but basically just going to the fact that, oh, you know, he scored last day, he was at Rugby Park, didn't he? That's fair. He did pretty well down. And um, yeah, I just, I think that, you know, I think Larry's more of a natural midfielder than Boyce. I think he takes better care of the ball. With it. it looks more in control, I suppose. I think Boyce, well, he's got the ball at his feet. I think he's quite tidy with it, but at times it looks a bit chaotic. Whereas I think uh, Larry's a bit more calm. Uh, a little bit more composed, but again, I do wonder if he now, now you've put the point, now you've raised the point, and I'm now I'm thinking maybe you do want that boy's kind of physicality and against that killing midfield if he's presumably going up against um, you know some hardest nails number six is just going to kick lumps out of him for ninety minutes. Yeah, so that that um, with with boys, I just. I think Naismith maybe mentioned it when we were speaking about uh, lineups on Wednesday that Naismith spoke to um, even News earlier on the week and he, he talked about Boyce moving deeper and that's that's kind of going to be his future because he was mm. the guy who scored 20 goals uh, in two consecutive seasons were Ross County. He scored 16 in his first season at Hearts, 16 in his second, I think it was, 16 back-to-back. But he's not been, he's not been to, uh, for Hearts what he was for Ross County in that 
that deadly finisher, which we've now have in, in, in Lauren Shanklin. He has uh, sometimes been a bit wasteful in front of goal or takes his time, but outside the box, um, his ability to link play and his understanding of the game, his intelligence is, is so good. And I do look at him as like, he is a player who I think he can play, he'll just kind of gradually go deeper. So, well, I've not gone, don't think he'll play as a, as, as a number 10. It'll be almost like that hybrid between part of the midfield three, mm. but also having that freedom and license to maybe swap positions with Shankland and combine. And with Vargas, you've got a player who will want to run in behind for any passes that these two want to kind of want to thread through. And then you have that that threat of Alex Lowry off the bench where he is, which he did at Rugby Park, he came off the bench and scored the winner. And then you saw his impact against Ross County off the bench. You saw his impact at the start of the season uh, against St. Johnson off the bench. And I think these games off the bench, away from home, I think maybe more beneficial to him, where space does begin to open up and he find pockets and he can thread, thread passes through. So that that's kind of my thinking around Boyce instead of in, 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 instead of Lowry. No, I, th- you know, I think so. They're all good points. I think you're right. I think Lowry's definitely the kind of player who does better when he can play, can play in those little pockets of space that inevitably open up the longer game wears on. So yeah, like you're right. It is a bit of an impact sub in that sense. Uh, I was just thinking there as well about Vargas and um in the in the League Cup quarter final, the the two one win for Hearts. Um he, I remember Vargas who had a it was really good that day, I thought. I thought he was yep. dangerous and, and posed a real threat. Eric McKinnis um, pinpointed him as well afterwards. Yeah, again he was causing a lot of trouble. So again you'd kind of hope that he could just kind of you know you know Vargas going to do, do that thing again because yeah. that worked before. Yeah, did the, 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 the run around thing. So, yeah, I think that um, I just, I don't know, I think part of it as well, I think, is the fact that um, obviously Rangers have, um, Hearts have got Rangers coming up soon as well. That'll be a game that Lowry won't be able to play in. And with the games coming, you know, from a kind of squad management mm-hmm. perspective, in terms of, you know, how many minutes you're going to give certain players, maybe it's best you give Lowry some minutes here knowing that he's not going to get any in the next game or coming up so I, I think that that might be part of my thinking as well but I do think that I, I just think if you take Lowry out that team I think that Boyce well he's he is good he's just not got that same sort of level of creative output I mean we've, we've said it before we'll keep, probably keep banging on this drum but you know like Alex Lowry's creative stats are up there with like some of the best in the very in the league in his, mm. in his position you know he's, he's he's mixing it with, with anyone and everyone so I think I just think if while he can frustrate and while he can be inconsistent, I just think if you take him out the team at the moment, I just think you lose quite a lot. So I think I think that's why I think he's probably deserves to be on that spot. And I, again, I do feel bad for Boyce because I think Boyce has actually been really well the last couple mm. of games. But um, yeah, I think someone's got to make way. I think it's going to be Boyce. And we've both made the change at right wing back and. Put Civic. We mm. kind of predicted that Civic will come in there. I take you off the view of uh, is it the same as me. Is that because Forrest maybe struggled up against Luke Robinson, and you've also got the, the the Kelly factor of having a lot of big guys. He gives you a bit more stability. He gives you a bit more aerial presence, and he also showed quality. He showed his qualities off the bench, and you'd imagine against Motherwell in the win, and you'd also imagine that Kelly might play. Matty Kennedy on the left hand side, who is a direct runner. Yeah, I mean that. That's. I mean, you, it's going to be. I, I, I just think, particularly after Forrest's last couple of appearances, um, I mean, especially against St Johnston, I think that you know he's not he's not played particularly well, so his position was already going to be under threat as is. But then you look at this game and you think, yeah, 
up against somebody like Matt Kennedy, quick, uh, direct winger who likes to attack a purpose. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you really fancy Alan Force to be in that battle, whereas someone like Toby Civic, I think you probably do. And again, the other thing as well that Civic's got going for him, I mean, the screen game we touched on it earlier, he's a very big guy. Mm. And Kelly have got a lot of very big guys too. And they're going to be, probably have a lot of set pieces and having another, you know, six foot two guy or whatever he is in, in the box to, you know, be lumping crosses clear or whatever. That could make a really big difference against a team like Kelly. You know, that could be a difference between winning and losing. So I think yeah, I think it makes it, it makes sense. I think that Forrest, I don't think he's particularly suited to this game anyway. And then uh, the fact that he's not been in the greatest of form in the last couple of games that makes it a bit of an easy decision, I would think. And then the final, the kind of final change we've, we we kind of predicted. I've gone for Cami Devlin. You've gone for Callum uh, Newenhoff. Devlin, I just thought you pointed out in your analysis piece after this and Johnson game that Hearts missed a, a ball winning ball winning player there. Devlin is that player. I know there's. Uh, I know he's he's had to have his time on the sidelines. But I think this this uh, Kelly game where it could be a bit scrappy in the midfield and could do with a player like him would, would really suit the uh, team. I know you're a big fan of Cammy Devlin. Mm-hmm. So why have you opted for Callum Newhoff? So at the, basically just because trying to predict. Uh, you're just trying to put yourself in the mindset of Stephen Nathan. Exactly. I'm, I'm not picking what I would like to see. I'm picking what <laughs> Nathan's going to have. Like Nathan's and yeah, for some reason, Cammy Smith seems to be um, has to slip a fair bit down the pecking order over the last few weeks. Um, and I think Callum Newenhoff, um, Nathan seems to trust him and rely on him more. He seems to, uh, you know, Newenhoff's been playing a lot throughout the season, uh, a couple of different positions as well. So yeah, just just for that reason, I think I think it's just Newenhoff is seems to be more trusted. Than Devlin at the moment, mm. um, even though I agree, actually, I think Devlin would would be a better would be a better suit for this one because um, you know the Kelly midfielder, you know, we know they're going to be like very hard working, they're going to be industrious, they're going to cover a lot of ground, and you know these are exactly the kind of players that you want Cammy Devlin buzzing around and you know just being a nuisance. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, you know, that's what he's great at. Absolutely, you you mentioned another Kelly strength. They were there, uh, they, they they can scrap and they can battle really well, and I think they've. Just talking about the threat they pose, we've obviously mentioned their their, def- their defence. So you've got uh, Joe Wright, who was on trial at Hearts at one point, uh, Robbie Dees, Lewis Mayo, and Stuart Finlay. So sometimes the lab just be, like looking at their last few games, they've been switching between a back four and a back three. They can play a back four with four centre backs, or they can play a back three with again three centre backs and three three guys who are good in there. But I think probably three quarters of them, certainly Finlay, Dees and and um, and Mayo are comfortable on the ball. They've, uh, they're, they're good football players as well. Mm. It's be interesting to see what Kilmarnock do tomorrow. I'd imagine they will, having played with a back four up at Ross County, they do now now. I think they'll go and switch to a back three and have the dual threat up front of Kyle Vassell and Marley Watkins. Vassell's had his injury issues, but he came off the bench at the weekend and the pair of them together are a real handful. And that, that's why Naismith's spoken recently about he's going to change formation and kind of the formation depending on the game, depending on the opposition. But you'll look at Kamar and I can think they could play Vassell and Watkins up front. You want to have that back three to at least have a spare man to kind of deal with that. Definitely. I mean, I think Vassell in particular is a real handful. Like I've been really mm. impressed with him. I think this season, I think he's been great. Like, it took him a while to get going, I think. It took him a while to get up to speed at Kelly. But... Um, I've, ever since he has, he's not really looked back. I think he's been a, a great, a great signing for them. So, yeah, I mean, certainly if it was like 
you wouldn't really fancy, for instance, Kai rolls up against Vassell for ninety minutes. You you wouldn't really fancy that you know that'll end up with you know no nasty surprises at any point. Mm. Whereas I think yeah, like like we say, just having that extra man does make the world of difference, particularly against Kelly, where you know they are going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a big physical battle. It's going to be direct. And yeah, every so often defenders are going to lose some of those because that's the nature of football. So yeah, just having that extra man there to cover, to you know, um, you know, having most likely Kent to kind of sweep in behind, set and just protect that defense. That's probably going to be really important because we know that Kelly, they're not going to attack directly with pace through the middle. You know, so you don't really have to worry too much about um, getting getting turned in essentially. It's, it's more just about standing up to that physical battle and just making sure that there aren't those little gaps for them to, to squeeze through. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it'd be key to point out Alex Cochran's role as well, because he's most likely going to come up against Danny Armstrong, mm-hmm. uh, a really talented player who usually plays on the right. He's got a great left foot. He always looks to shift it onto his left foot and he tries to bend those bend those crosses in, uh, in behind the the opposition in this term, uh, in this time, Hearts defence for the likes of Vassell and Watkins and midfield runners as well. So, Alex Cockrell will have uh, have a big game if he can win. So, in other words, if he can win these individual battles, if Hearts can win their individual battles, they have the quality, more quality than Kamarnik to walk away with three mm. points. And James, if Hearts do walk away with three points, not only is do they move into third place, you would think for up until like Tuesday, Wednesday, at least because you'd imagine Rangers. Uh, won't get beat by St Mirren on uh, Sunday afternoon. As well as that, it's the f- four consecutive league wins. It'll be the first time since the start of the 2018-19 season, I think it was. And then it will be four away league wins. That's already That would be already more than the entire last season when Hearts won three, away mm-hmm. uh, f- f- three wins away from home. Massive opportunity. Massive opportunity for, uh, for, for a team who have who have been doubted or the manager has been criticised and doubted. It's a massive opportunity for them to uh, to continue that momentum and build. My issue is that I have been a Hearts Movement fan for 34 years, so the, you add in an opportunity, an away game, and um, a Kilmarnock side who are good in there, and you're just like, oh, oh I know what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're you could be forgiven for feeling that way. I get it. I, I understand, and you know, but I, I would then also just say, well, look at the evidence of the last mm. few games. Even going back over that, look at the evidence of the last, you know, kind of two months or so. Basically, kind of going back to that win at Rugby Park. You know, I think you know since then, there's there's been hiccups along the way. It's not been perfect, but I think there has been a, a steady improvement in the team as 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 the season's worn on. I think, I think we're seeing that, and I think that, I mean, the, the thing as well about McKinley is that, kind of from a tactical perspective, we all know what to expect. We've all seen Derek McInnes' teams enough over the years, and we know that he's not exactly, um, you know, he, he's, a, he's pretty rigid when it comes to how his teams like to play. You know, they play a very, a very particular manner, so I don't think there's that, there's no real surprises. So the players mm. and the coaching staff should know exactly what they're walking in for. They should know exactly where the threats lie. And how you play against these teams and how you defend against these teams, because, like I say, there's you know, there's there's so much evidence there, and every every person that walks in the stadium tomorrow is going to know exactly what to expect from the game. And it's just about okay, okay now how can you put that into put that into practice? And over the last, um, over the last uh, three league games, at least anyway, 
Hearts have been doing that excellently. You know, they've not, they've not. Like, yeah, there's bits that could have been better, but ultimately they've got wins on the board, and particularly at this stage of the season when there's so much football crammed into such a small window. Yeah, that's the most important thing. And again, also with Hearts, in Hearts' case, bigger tests are coming up. You know, so again, this is another great opportunity to get some points on the board because chances are over the next over the next month or so there probably will be a few games where points are dropped. You know, you'd mm-hmm. imagine because. I mean, it'd be great if there weren't, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> all fun, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Yeah, and uh, getting to uh, finish up, I think I'll be, inter- I'll be interested, I'm probably most interested to see how Kilmarnock approach it. I mean, like you, you talked about the kind of registration. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll know roughly who the team would uh, will be. I think it would be a, uh, will be a back three with Kilmarnock. They will be hard to beat and they'll be direct, but I'm interested to see how aggressive they're going to be because... The hearts probably would like them to try and get in their face, just because rather than just sit off into a bank, mm. of, like a bank of three, a bank, a bank of five, with two direct strikers to hit. So I'll be interested to see how uh, how far up the pitch Kilmarnock will try to engage Hearts and try and break that control that that, that Naismith's team do have. Mm. No, yeah, I mean, there's definitely because there's definitely going to be an onus on. On Kelly to attack, being the home team, mm. obviously the fans are going to want that as well. So I, I think that is an interesting point. You're right. I mean, historically, you know, it tends to be they tend uh, McKenzie's team tend to sit pretty deep and don't press particularly high up the park at all. But I mean, they, they have done it on occasion at Kelly, and you know, they've done it to good effect. Um, you know, I think, for instance, the, the early cup tie, uh, tie against Celtic when they knocked them out at Rugby Park mm-hmm. in the last sixteen. So you know, they, you know they're. It wouldn't surprise me, but again, I think it would. That would probably play into Hearts' hands. To be honest, I think if the game becomes a little bit more, um, like a, a little bit more end to end, a little bit, a little less kind of sterile and controlled, I think at that point you, we start getting into it. It becomes all about individual battles, and as you, as we said earlier, if it comes down to individual battles, Hearts have got better players, man, you know, man for man and pound for pound. So you'd expect Hearts to win that. So I think it'd be nice if they, if they kind of. Yeah, you know, played uh, pressed aggressively and played high up the park and all that because I think it played into Hearts' hands. But I don't know, McInnes going to McInnes? I don't think so. <laughs> so, James, to finish up, give me a prediction, please. I will go for a pulsating one-all draw. <laughs> More positive than me, just because my my fatalistic instincts have taken over me, and I'm going to go one-nil Kilmarnock. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we're both wrong. Hopefully we're both wrong. Hopefully, and, hopefully. Uh, it is a heart of a Lovian win, and we are talking about a, a team that are in third place come uh, in 26 hours' time, if my math is correct. Uh, that... That will do us talking about the game. Um, I would just today in this video, this podcast, if you're listening, again, just want to mention the subscription offer. You can go across to www.heartstandard.co.uk forward slash subscribe. You can subscribe for £10. That that gives you uh, annual access well, for a year uh, to all the content. And that will be running until midnight tonight and then it'll revert back to the usual uh, price so if you do if you do like hearts and you do like the cut for jib go and uh sign up and see what it is all about and we'd very much appreciate it if you don't that's fine anyway james thank you very much goodbye Bye bye